It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. Thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode of the podcast dedicated to the Colorado Avalanche. And today's episode is being brought to you by Built Bar. <coughs> and a lot to get to today, maybe this week, maybe we will know. What is going to be happening with the rest of the season if it can be salvaged? Outside chance that uh, we, we might get some news maybe as early as today. <clears throat> Who knows? Maybe, maybe today or tomorrow. Early in the week, it's very possible. We'll get into that. I'm going to continue the What If series and bring up a, a very interesting topic which a uh, longtime fan of the show, Kyle Sullivan, brought up to me as we were discuss- having a conversation through Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, if you are on there, you have seen a question pop up uh, revolving sports and, and teams and logos. And I figured I would bring that up. If you're not on Twitter, <clears throat> explain it all to you. Very simple, very simple question. And uh, if you're not on Twitter, when I ask the question later on in the show, send me your thoughts. Send those to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. But you can also follow the show on Twitter if you are there, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche, <clears throat> and over on Instagram at LockdownAvalanche. All right, so uh, Pierre Lebrun over on The Athletic, who uh, Athletic does some phenomenal reporting. If you are not a subscriber to The Athletic, I would highly recommend it if you have some expendable income. Um they 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 really do uh, top to bottom really excellent reporting, um, and you know what you're reading is 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 accurate. Um, it's not just for clicks and for viewership. It's it's they give you uh, really sound information. So when they came out with it, and when Pierre LeBrun himself is the one who wrote this article about the the hockey uh, brass getting together. And talking about what could, what what's what could be coming down the pipe for uh, the rest of the hockey season, uh, you take notice of that. And from what his sources are telling him, everything seems to be pointing towards a 24 team playoff. They are going to meet. I believe they. I believe they're meeting Monday today. If you're listening to the show on the day that it's released. They should be meeting today. They have a, a committee that was put together to figure all this stuff out, specifically to figure all this stuff out. Uh, and they've been meeting every other week on Mondays. So uh, that's this this week that we're in. So what they're going to talk about is, is all the possibilities, which is the stuff that they've been talking about, laying everything out there. This is what we have to deal with. How? What's the best way to do it? He doesn't get into too many specifics um, in this article. There is another article on The Athletic if you want to read it. 
it is uh, it's a pretty exhaustive uh, report. Who did this one? Scott Burnside. Uh, and the title of that is, What Would the NHL's Return Look Like? The Details of a Format Being Considered. I, I had to read through that thing like four or five times with with pinpoint actually to figure out all of the stuff that he is talking about. Because it's, ta- it's talking about teams, <clears throat> just for the remainder of the season, switching divisions. And it's it's crazy, the stuff that they're talking about. <clears throat> but the, the Pierre Lebrun one is pretty cut and dry. His is just... They're talking about it. What what he thinks, what his sources are telling him, most likely is 24-team format for a playoff. And we wouldn't just jump into that. There would be some sort of regular season to finish that out and to let those kind of bubble teams maybe have... I don't even think he says in the article how many games, but maybe six or so uh, maybe that's like half of the amount about the average of what was left in the season to kind of duke it out and and let those bubble teams kind of uh you know have a fighting match and and see who gets in not just throw 24 teams in um clearly the avalanche would be we in on this scenario but uh that's kind of where it seems to be going It'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. I, I'm not. Uh, I've been saying all along. I I'm not a fan of just uh, getting back to playing if it's not safe. If it's if if it doesn't doesn't just seem right. Um, I still kind of feel that way. I don't know if it's safe. I think and and there's a lot of hockey players who don't want the season to continue. I talked about that a couple weeks ago. When uh, actually it was the athletic that did a a poll and they randomly polled players and there were some that just flat out don't want to play. They don't think it's safe. They haven't played for going on two months now. Yeah, right around two months now. By the time they, it, just because if they make this decision this this week, that doesn't mean the following week they're playing. They have to get all these players who are now around the world back over here to the United States or Canada. When they do that, because of the flight restrictions, they have to self-quarantine for 14 days. So right off the bat, you're two weeks out. They're they're not thinking realistically till end of June, early July for starting this thing. So by that time, tack on another month and a half. So three and a half months that you're not playing hockey is... Could be dangerous. And look at what happened to the Avalanche. Look what happened to the Avalanche early in the season. Injuries all over the place. And it's not because they didn't, you know, they had a preseason and all that stuff. It's different circumstances. I get that. But this, I think you're going to see a lot more injuries because of the simple fact these guys have done nothing. No hockey-related anything for over three months by the time they get back on the ice. So I know that there's there's some players, I and I from everything that I read and hear, it's very minimal, uh, the percentage of players who just want to just say, the heck with this season, let's look to next season. And I think because of that, we're going to get some hockey because I think the, the majority want to play. They, they want to do, they, they want to finish this season. They were so close to the end of the season <clears throat> and they want to get it in. I, I'll say, I, I, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of that. But that doesn't mean I won't enjoy it. 
I absolutely 100% will enjoy having hockey back, including a playoff, including crowning a Stanley Cup champion. Now, some people are throwing around the idea of there should be an asterisk next to the the winner. I, I don't I don't think so because I mean in the end <clears throat> you're really only losing and I and I keep throwing in my head. I'm thinking they're going to play six regular season games. <clears throat> I have no idea if that's exactly what the number that they're looking at. That's kind of like just what's in my head. So say that's what they do. You're losing six or seven regular season games, and then but you're going into a playoff that will. I mean, however they're going to uh, have it all set up, will will kind of make up for those seven games because now you have a 24 team playoff. So you're still going to be playing around the same amount as a full season, <clears throat> and if if they do, I, I don't, and they haven't really said about putting an asterisk next to the winner. I don't think they will. I don't think they should. But let's just say they do, and say that it's the Avalanche that win it, and now they have an asterisk next to their name. Then that is all the ammunition for next season to kind of prove people and just say. Okay, you want an asterisk next to our name? Now we're really going to go for it, and now we're really going to win it, and now you have nothing to say. So <clears throat> the team that does win it, if there is an asterisk, I think that only fuels the fire for them and a problem, and I wouldn't consider that team an, an asterisk team, whoever wins the Stanley Cup. I think that's kind of kind of a, a ridiculous statement or, or comment or thought or whatever it is. But I don't hear it too much, I guess. So um, that's kind of where we stand as far as uh, where hockey is and and what we might get. We will we'll find hopefully by the end of this when I do a show for Friday. Hopefully we have some sort of an answer. I don't know. But in the meantime, definitely go over to builtbar.com and put an order in for the revolution of protein and energy bars built bars if you ever wanted a a protein bar that wasn't chalky or gritty and if you've ever told yourself why can't they make a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar your wishes have been granted because built bar makes some incredible tasting protein bars they have amazing flavors cookie dough they've taken it out of retirement and is back which I have ordered, and it should. I got I got my email saying my box of, of Built Bar is shipped, and when I get that, I will be reporting to you. Uh, I will be reviewing the cookie dough flavor because I can't wait to get that. Um, 110 or 170 calories per bar. Very low sugar, very low carbs. You guys will absolutely love these bars. Go to builtbar.com at the checkout. Put in promo code locked on and you will get $10 off your first box. That's builtbar.com. Put in the promo code locked on. $10 comes right off your order. My name is Paul Stewart, a third generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. 
Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, PS20. Easy Feeling Wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstadt. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally, sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so we've been doing the what if segments over the last couple shows. And I was talking to good friend of the show, Kyle Sullivan, who's been on a few times. Uh, I was talking to him about uh, some different like what if topics. And he had a very, very good idea because when you think of like what if naturally you just think of what's happened in the past. And if that scenario changed, how would it have changed the present or the future? And he had a really good idea. And he came up with the question, what if this team, this current roster and this current group of guys don't win a Stanley Cup? Now, I, don't, I know that's maybe not something uh, people want to talk about or think about, but um, you know, nothing is, is guaranteed. And, and we have talked all season long, even last year, going back to last year, that yes, this team is set up for a very long and prosperous stretch of, of success five, six years out, maybe even seven years out. And that's, I mean, how many teams can you, across any sport, can you really say that about? With, with free agency um, and, and, you know, uh, guys being traded all the time, demanding trades, I think just across all sports. You don't get that. You don't get a long stretch. It's very, very rare to have a, an extended stretch of what the Avalanche are capable of. And things can go wrong, but you're, you're not going to focus in on stuff like that. What the Avalanche have right now is a young, dynamic, energetic group of guys that right now are succeeding. So, yes, you, you would think that this is going to carry on in the way that the contracts are set up. Things could not look any better with the prospects that they have. Everything is set up for the Avalanche to win. They could very well do it this year. Uh, if they don't do it this year, and I, and I talked about this on a past show, if they don't do it this year, I think a lot, me, I would be more inclined to be like, okay, they didn't get it this year, but 
We're set up. We'll be right back next year. We can fight for it again next year. Add a couple pieces, fight for it again next year. And Kyle brought up the point. <clears throat> he said, what if, what if they don't? <laughs> what if we go for five years and, and no, nothing to show for it other than playoff berths? Maybe a, an, even, even if you make it to the Stanley Cup final and, and don't win it. What, what if then? And, and that's, you can't really answer the question of like, I mean, you, you've done everything possible to set this franchise up and talking about Joe Sackick. So it wouldn't be his fault. I know a lot of Brian would probably come down on the coach. Um, if they, if they go that long, sure. Uh, as far as players on the ice, you have to assume Nathan McKinnon is going to keep doing what he's doing. Um, and, and the, the stars are, are going to be what they are. You know, your, your Miko Rantanen's and Gabe Landeskog's, Kale McCars, Nathan McKinnon's, those guys will, will, will keep producing year in and year out. It's all those pieces of the puzzle. And you would think right now all those pieces are fitting together. That should at some point lead to a Stanley Cup championship. But nothing is guaranteed. And when you go through, just just do a Google search of, you know, the top athletes who never won anything. And, you know, you you can probably just name some off the top of your head. Off the top of my head, Dan Marino comes to mind right away. Made it to the Super Bowl his very first year. Never even sniffed it after that. Barry Sanders, Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey Jr. You know, all these guys. And the list just goes on and on and on that. You would think the talent that they have would elevate the rest of their team and they would elevate their play come playoff time. And sometimes they do. Sometimes it's not that not the all-star player who's at fault. These are team sports. And sometimes things just fall apart. So I don't want to sit here and just, you know, put a hex or anything on the Colorado Avalanche. I, I think all the signs are pointing to I know you can't predict a championship, but God, like you can even you can even do a search for uh, who's set up for the future. And there was one I think Yahoo Sports did it. Who who is going to be the the dangerous team in five years? In five years, and it was still Colorado Avalanche. So yes, is everything looking like sunshine and roses right now for the Avalanche? Yes, it is. Do we have every reason to believe that they will? Uh, you know do what is expected of them. I would think we are in a good position for that, but I just don't like being that guy who says, Oh yeah, we'll get one (laughs) because then, then it just makes it, if you don't that much harder to live with because you put so much time and energy and all those eggs in that basket of, Oh, we'll get one. And then I've been a fan of a lot, too many sports teams that don't, and I've been a fan of too many sport teams that have been the favorite going in and got nothing by the end of the season. So I'm a little bit humble when it comes to that because I've been on that side of expectation. And then I've been on the other side of when you're going into a season, you know, expecting to compete and have a good team and then you win it all. And then it just, you know, it, it makes it even the Denver Broncos, from uh, Super Bowl 50. I don't think, you know, the way that Peyton Manning was playing that year, people were, every week that they won was just like, wow, that that's a mini miracle. And then before you know it, they win the entire thing. 
And I didn't really expect them to win it. Sure, they have a chance because you have Peyton Manning on your team. Uh, but when when you kind of temper the expectation um, and then you finally do come out on top, it just makes that victory so much sweeter. So I'm not saying I don't think the Avalanche won't win a Stanley Cup champion. I think they are set up better than any team in the NHL for a long run and maybe multiple championships because you know that's that that's the the what people will look at like your stars like a Nathan McKinnon when they're done how many did you win um, and they want more than one to be kind of put up in that upper echelon so he you know he's not going to stop at one none of these guys are just going to stop at one so they they have all of that in front of them to win multiple championships but you just have to throw in there man like what if they don't i don't think we'll ever see uh, another stretch of possibility like we do right now, maybe for a very long time, at least when it comes to the Colorado Avalanche, definitely for any franchise, absolutely. Like I said, we don't see this. So I would just say enjoy the ride. We hopefully will get there. Just uh, don't put all your eggs in that one basket. All right, so one more thing to get to before we call it a day. And this started trending on Twitter last week, and it's pretty much calmed down because it's really not too sustainable because uh, what's what was happening was, I don't know who started this, if it was a, a team, a player, or a fan would just post a, well, the teams have kind of taken it over now, but the, the team would post their logo and just say, who's the first player you think of when you see this logo? So obviously, Avalanche post who's the player you think of when you see the avalanche logo. So I would turn that over to you guys. And I think, you know, most of the answers will be in the realm of Joe Sackick, Patrick Waugh, maybe Ray Bork, Peter Forsberg. Those will be kind of like the, the main uh, people you think of when you see the avalanche logo, but maybe even more than that, just what, not even player. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think, Colorado Avalanche is it that Ray Bork hoisting the cup is it the rivalry with the the Red Wings is it unfortunately the Bertuzzi Moore uh, I don't want to say fight wasn't even a fight incident what what are the specific memories that come to mind when you see that Colorado Avalanche logo is it them coming over from Quebec and winning that first cup uh, there's so many in, in the 25 years next year uh, that they've been in Colorado. So many individual memories that you can pick out because I think the player one is a little bit easy for, for the Avalanche. Like I said, it's going to be Wah, Sackick, Forsberg. And like I said, maybe Bork because of hoisting the cup thing. People will throw him in there or Hayduke maybe, uh, maybe Adam Foote. But I think you're looking at Sackick and Wah and Forsberg as your main three guys. And I asked that question a little, uh, I think it was like a, or over a month ago about the Colorado Avalanche Mount Rushmore. Who's the fourth guy? Because the three are pretty much taken in Forsberg, Wah, and Sackick. So I think it's kind of e- an easy question to answer in terms of who's the first person you think of when you see Colorado Avalanche logo. So I kind of wanted to know what's what's the first memory you have when you see Colorado Avalanche logo. Let me know. Shoot me an email, Lockdown Avalanche at gmail.com or find me on Twitter 
uh, LOPN underscore avalanche. I want to know. I kind of want to know where people stand. There's more current. I know a lot of fans are more uh, fans that listen to the show um, are younger, so they really only know what's going like the current players. Is is it something current? Maybe when they beat the Blues to make the playoffs. Is it that? Uh, there's a lot of things to pick from. So I thought it'd be interesting. Let me know. Get a hold of me, and uh, I'll read some on the next show if we get some good good responses. So. That will be it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, we'll get some news on what's going on with the NHL. If you want, definitely tune in to Locked On NHL. They will definitely have an update on everything going on around the league. And we will be back on Wednesday. And up until then, stay safe, pray for hockey, and here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go! Go!